Hello, members. As part of our efforts to keep you informed, today we're going to discuss the Department of Environmental Protection. The department's acting secretary is Jessica Shirley, who previously served as an executive deputy secretary. Acting Secretary Shirley was the first appointed infrastructure implementation coordinator at the department and additionally served as a policy director for the agency under previous Governor Wolf from 2016 through 2022. In its current form, DEP was established by Act 18 of 1995. Prior to that, the agency was part of the Department of Environmental Resources, along with Conservation and Natural Resources, created by Act 275 of 1970. Prior to 1970, the combined agency was called the Department of Forest and Waters, created in 1901. The department's mission is to protect Pennsylvania's air, land, and water from pollution and to provide for the health and safety of its citizens through a cleaner environment. The agency functions through six regional offices. The Northeast Regional Office, which includes Carbon, Lackawanna, Lehigh, Luzerne, Monroe, Northampton, Pike, Schuylkill, Susquehanna, Wayne, and Wyoming counties. North Central Regional Office, which includes Bradford, Cameron, Center, Clearfield, Clinton, Columbia, Lycoming, Montour, Northumberland, Potter, Sullivan, Tioga, Snyder and Union Counties, Northwest Regional Office, which includes Armstrong, Butler, Clarion, Crawford, Elk, Erie, Forest, Indiana, Jefferson, Lawrence, McKean, Mercer, Venango, and Warren Counties, the Southeast Regional Office, which includes Bucks, Chester, Delaware, Montgomery, and Philadelphia counties, the South Central Regional Office, which includes Adams, Bedford, Berks, Blair, Cumberland, Dolphin, Franklin, Fulton, Huntingdon, Juniata, Lancaster, Lebanon, Mifflin, Perry and York counties, and lastly, the Southwest Regional Office, which includes Allegheny, Beaver, Cambria, Fayette, Green, Somerset, Washington, and Westmoreland counties. As part of its large portfolio of programs and duties, one of the areas of most importance is the Air Pollution Control Program, which draws its mandate from the Pennsylvania Air Pollution Control Act, which is Act 787 of 1960, the Federal Clean Air Act of 1963. The Bureau of Air Quality is responsible for safeguarding the health of Pennsylvanians. The Bureau develops air quality regulations to control air emissions permitting and compliance, asbestos, fugitive emissions such as dust, methane control from natural gas production, and outdoor wood-fired boilers. Furthermore, the program conducts meteorological tracking and air quality modeling studies and reviews 
and develops transportation control measures and mobile source programs. As we continue to explore the department, the next stop on our journey is the Clean Water Program. The program draws its mandate from the Pennsylvania Clean Streams Law and the Federal Clean Water Act of 1972. Its two main areas are the Bureau of Clean Water, which regulates the establishment of water quality standards, water quality monitoring and assessment, municipal sewage management planning, also known as MS4, natural pollutant discharge elimination system, permitting and inspection of point source discharges, water quality management permitting and inspection of land discharges and facility construction, permitting and inspection of biosolids, treatment and processing facilities and residential septage management, and regulation of nutrient and sediment pollution from agricultural operations. Water quality standards are used to assess whether the Commonwealth's rivers and lakes are clean and pure enough to support fish and other aquatic life. Recreation, water supply for drinking, agriculture, and other related industries and other protected uses. As we continue the discussion of the Clean Water Program, an area within the program that we need to highlight is the Bureau of Clean Water, which protects clean water through standards section responsible for developing and establishing water criteria and protected uses that surface waters must meet, monitoring section, responsible for designing and implementing surface water monitoring for water, chemistry, biology, and physical habitat. Assessment section, which is responsible for developing and implementing protocols to analyze and evaluate monitoring data to determine surface water attainment of water standards. And total maximum daily load development section, which is responsible for modeling and setting pollution loads that will allow impaired waters to meet water standards. The other main area within the Clean Water Program is the Bureau of Safe Drinking Water. The Bureau of Safe Drinking Water protects Pennsylvania residents and visitors from microbiological, chemical, and radiological contaminants in drinking water served at nearly 9,200 public water systems. The Bureau further conducts surveillance, compliance, enforcement, and permitting activities at public water systems to ensure compliance with safe drinking water standards. It also protects Pennsylvania's drinking water sources through proper planning and management of water resources and their use and responds to water supply emergencies such as floods, droughts, and chemical spills. As we continue our discussion of the areas of importance within DEP, the next area is oil and gas management. The department is responsible for the statewide oil and gas conservation and environmental programs to facilitate the exploration, development, and recovery of Pennsylvania's oil and gas reserves. The department develops policy and programs for the regulation of oil and gas development 
and production pursuant to the Oil and Gas Act, which is Act 223 of 1994, the Coal and Gas Resource Coordination Act, Act 214 of 1984, and the Oil and Gas Conservation Law, which is Act 359 of 1961. Furthermore, DEP oversees the oil and gas permitting and inspection programs and develops statewide regulation and standards and training programs for the industry. As part of its permitting process, the agency utilizes e-permitting, which allows for electronic submission of permit application and the necessary documentation, as well as provides for the ability of an applicant to track the status of their application. At the beginning of his term, Governor Shapiro issued an executive order which provided for online money back guarantee system for any permit application submitted to the Commonwealth, which is not returned with an established response time. Another area of importance is the soil and water conservation. Water conservation plays a key role in providing safe, healthy drinking water for the public and is essential to ensuring access to clean, abundant water resources for future generations. Water, especially clean, fresh water, is a limited resource, one that must be shared while competition for its use increases as the world population grows, economic development expands, and pollution impacts availability. DEP recognizes water conservation as a principal component in the protection and management of Pennsylvania's natural resources. The department also recognizes that it is vital to policy and decision making and further seeks to discover, encourage, and advance new technologies that serve to conserve water, explore reuse alternatives, and better manage these valuable resources. DEP works in unison with county conservation districts to address soil erosion, flood control, dam and reservoir maintenance, stormwater management, air quality protection, and wildlife preservation. Other areas of importance include flood protection. DEP's flood protection program responds to requests from municipalities and state and federal legislators, county municipal government officials, and private citizens to investigate flood problems and determine the feasibility of providing solutions. The program evaluates long-term structural solutions to a community's flood problem by assessing the magnitude and frequency of flooding, performing a hydrologic and hydro hydraulic analysis, evaluating flood control alternatives, estimating construction costs, assessing environmental impacts, performing an economic analysis to determine a benefit to cost ratio, determining local sponsor responsibilities, and if appropriate, preparing project design for construction. Types of flood protection projects include, but are not limited to concrete channels, concrete flood walls, compacted earthen levees, channel and channel improvements. The main objective of the program is to minimize property damage 
and the possibility of loss of life. Another area that the department conducts management in is radi radiation protection. Such protection is related to nuclear power plants, radioactive material, and medical x-ray equipment. Another area is regulation of mining. Regulatory program for all coal and non-coal mining activities in Pennsylvania. DEP develops policy, documents, regulations, and technical guidance and complies, compiles, I'm sorry, scientific analysis and statistical reporting in support of DEP's mine permitting, licensing, and compliance operations. The last couple of areas that I wanted to cover include management of dams, which provides for the regulation and safety of dams and reservoirs throughout the Commonwealth. This includes proper planning, design review, construction review, maintenance monitoring, and supervision of dams and reservoirs. This requirement is mandated by the Dam Safety and Encroachment Act, which is Act 325 of 1978. Field investigations with regional office provide a oversight of authorized projects during construction. Another area is the management of waterways and wetlands, which include the development of regulations, procedures, manuals, and guidelines. Water obstructions and encroachment section handles the permitting and compliance of stream and wetland impacts. Furthermore, management includes bridges and culverts, piers, docks, and boat launches, stream maintenance, and pipeline oversight. Having discussed the portfolio of programs and duties that the Department of Environmental Protection covers, next we turn our attention to a five-year fiscal snapshot of the agency as it relates to state and federal funds as well as complement. First, we can take a look at state funds. Aside from the 24.4 million decrease in 1920 fiscal year, since 2020-21, the state general fund appropriations have seen significant increases. Specifically, the 2020-2021 increase was 22.2 million, 21-22 increase was 12.7 million, the 22-23 increase was 13.9 million, and lastly, the 23-24 increase was 19.9 million. For Governor Wolf's second term, DEP's state general fund budget increased by combined of 24.5 million for the five-year period. Our next stop of our five-year fiscal journey is the agency's federal appropriations. For 1920 and 2020-21, DEP's federal general fund appropriations were about 253 million. In 21-22, federal appropriations increased as a result of an infusion of funds from the American Rescue Plan Act, ARPA, in the amount of 220 million. In 22-23 fiscal year, the total federal appropriations increased as a result of Congress passing the Infrastructure Investment 
and Jobs Act, aka bipartisan infrastructure law, to the tune of 213.7 million. Lastly, within 23-24, the current fiscal year, the total federal general fund appropriations increase was a function of both an infusion from the bipartisan infrastructure law to the tune of 1.03 billion and also a $342.4 million infusion from the Inflation Reduction Act. Next, we can take a quick look at the department's complement for the past five fiscal years. From 1920 through 2122, the agency's authorized complement averaged about 2,515. In 22-23, the department added about 200 positions. Similarly, in 23-24, DEP added another 49 authorized positions. As we near the end of our discussion related to the Department of Environmental Protection, one last area to cover is notable legislation and other topics. First bill worth noting is HB 223 by Representative Isaacson, which would amend the Municipal Waste Planning, Recycling, and Waste Reduction Act, Act 101 of 1988, to increase the current recycling fee from $2 to $5 per ton. Another notable legislation is House Bill 589 by Representative Kincaid, which would add insurance coverage for homeowners related to landslides. Legislation by Representative McNeil, House Bill 1943, would require fracking companies to publicly disclose all chemicals used in drilling and hydraulic fracturing. Another bill uh, by Representative Kinada is House Bill 742, which would codify the Office of Environmental Justice within Pennsylvania Department of Environmental Protection. Next, we have House Bill 699 by Representative Webster, which would require counties to prepare and implement a comprehensive stormwater management plan based on watershed boundaries that include proposed solutions to existing stormwater runoff issues, an assessment of current stormwater management facilities, public education and information programs, and provisions requiring that the plan be reviewed every five years. The last notable legislation that I wanted to cut, highlight today is House Bill 652 by Representative Bullock, which would add a chapter within Title 27 relating to the issuance of permits in environmental justice areas, a geographic area characterized by increased pollution burden and vulnerable populations based on demographic, economic, health, and environmental data. We cannot discuss DEP without mentioning Pennsylvania joining REGI. The Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative is composed of individual CO2 budget trading programs in each participating state. As it relates to REGI, Governor Wolf signed an executive order in October of 2019, directing DEP to begin the process of linking with REGI. Then in February of 2020, a draft regulation was submitted to the Environmental Quality Board, which was then approved by the Environmental Quality Board and the Independent Regulatory Review Commission in 2020-2021. 
Since the adoption of the final rulemaking, the CO2 budget trading program has faced both challenges from the General Assembly as well as uh, court challenges by stakeholders. In April of 2022, the CO2 budget trading program was disputed by a collection of local coal stakeholders, including power plant owners, coal mine owners, and workers unions who filed a lawsuit at the Commonwealth Court contending that the law is unconstitutional. A separate lawsuit was also filed by Republican lawmakers that sought to prevent the regulation from being published. As a result, on July 8th of 2022, the Pennsylvania Commonwealth Court entered an injunction that temporarily prevented the state from implementing its CO2 budget trading program. Also in November of 2023, Commonwealth Court issued a decision which then asserted that the trading program regulation constitutes a tax that has been imposed by DEP in violation of the Pennsylvania Constitution. Lastly, also in November of last year, Governor Shapiro appealed the Commonwealth Court's decision to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, which has yet to hear the case and decide on its merits. As we close our discussion about the Department of Environmental Protection, we hope that you find the information that we highlighted educational. And if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to the committee. Thank you.